Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It's been described as an unhappy marriage, but New Zealand Rugby and Rugby Australia appear to be getting on well enough to make some progress with the Rugby Championship and Super Rugby overnight. So right here and now, we're handing out an olive branch uh, to one of our colleagues, this time from Stan Sport, uh, rugby commentator Sean Maloney. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, is our relationship, is, is it on the mend? Are we talking? Um, well, our relationship between uh, your guys and ours on the broadcast front has never been better, but obviously on uh, that next level up at the governance level, I, I don't know, Smithy, I think there's still a lot to come from this. Uh, people have been hurt along the way, and uh, I think it's going to take a little bit more time, a little bit more war under the bridge before it uh, is fully mended. But hey, guess what? You and I have got some stuff through next Saturday or Sunday, which is awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. We're going to be describing some actual sport, which is absolutely uh, fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, how does how does this work? The, the the All Blacks. Uh, how long is a period of quarantine coming from like Auckland to Perth? Because uh, obviously it's going to be an abbreviated one, is it, or is it just a standard one? Well, it's going to have to be abbreviated, Smithy, because he, uh, the premier over there in Perth, is one of the more hardline premiers when it comes to COVID in Australia, Mark McGowan. So. Uh, they're doing. They're lucky to, to be able to get through that because normally it's that full hard 14 days. Uh, then we'll obviously spin back to Queensland. So it looks like we're going to have Queensland as the destination for the TRC, which is also uh, some really good news to come out of the last couple of days and last few days of real niggle. We had uh, Rob Nicol on uh, yesterday, Sean. He's the boss of uh, New Zealand Rugby Players Association. They're pretty powerful, there's no doubt about it, I imagine. Uh, your equivalent over there too has a fair amount of say into what goes on. Uh, he, was, he was defending the All Blacks' decision not to travel to Perth last time around. Uh, what, what was uh, your feeling about that? Because obviously people like Dave Rennie and that were not that warm about it. Yeah, I wasn't big on it either. The thing that really threw me, Smithy, and threw a lot of us over this side, just reading some of the reports that have come out on the other side of it, was around things like vaccinations and not being able to get them into the arms of some of the All Blacks players ahead of them travelling out, which I found to be, and a lot of us found to be, uh, quite interesting given, you know, the, our perception of how, uh, you know, how headlined those guys are in the New Zealand sporting landscape and how important we thought it would be for them to be ready to go and play in a third letters low. So that threw us. So did you, did you get a chance to ask that question of him yesterday when you spoke to him? Yeah, well, we, we broached that, that whole subject, actually. Uh, he explained himself pretty well. I mean, he's very, very good. Uh, he, he's handled these situations uh, very well. So, you know, he, he talked uh, the justification about the whole deal. And, and one of his, the big arguments, of course, was the, uh, the, uh, the inclusion of South Africa and Argentina in the group-type decision. So uh, he didn't see it, um, from this point of view, as, as being much of an issue at all. But Dave Rennie did. Um, you know, and Dave Rennie usually takes things in his stride. The Dave Rennie we know, he just usually just gets on with business, doesn't make those kind of decisions. But he was pretty hot under the collar about it, and I can kind of see why. I mean, here's a 
here's a coach uh, who's brought a team over here to a place where they just don't seem to be able to win twice in a week. Uh, <laughs> and, and then, of course, when it's, when it's your turn to, to try and get them back uh, and take them to Perth where Australia has just recently beaten them, uh, you can't mm. do it. Yeah, no, as you say, you've, you've, um, you've covered him and covered games that uh, Renz has been involved in for a long, long time, and it was a it was a really rare outburst on that front. And you know, the majority of us think it's totally justified on his side. So, uh, I, I guess so. As as we touched on at the beginning, Smithy, we do get a chance to see them go head to head, dependent on what will happen with an AFL final series over there, whether it'll be, I think. Saturday or Sunday next week, and uh, hopefully, hopefully it's a little tighter than it was at Eden Park through those first two matchups. Well, what I do know about Perth is they've got uh, a couple of uh, pretty, pretty damn fine uh, rugby type venues. Uh, if it can't be Optus, uh, Subiaco, I mean they've got facilities mm. there. But tell us about uh, the ability of Queensland with everything that's going on in Queensland at the moment. Queensland to cater for a rugby championship and get the best benefit out of it? Well, the best way of looking at this, Smithy, I reckon, is to remember how well the NRL have been able to move their party and their circus through Queensland across the last... Or essentially, it's been through the last six or seven weeks. So I don't think there'll be any issue on that front. Three really good venues that they'll like to lean on, being Suncorp, the Gold Coast, and Townsville. Jeez, you'd love Townsville, Smithy. Beautiful part of... Mm. Uh, QLD and great stadium up there. We were up there for the Oceania Sevens earlier this year. So that looks set to get some game time as well. It, it's, but it's all dependent on COVID. I mean, we're only one uh, Delta case away from it going the other direction. So fingers crossed, uh, we just we can just ram and run them through and get the completion to the championship. Uh, Sean, can we go to the Super Rugby format that has uh, been leaked? Uh, apparently, I, I put the word leaked in the inverted commas here for next year. Each team will play 14 games. Uh, they'll play everyone once, uh, as well as three teams uh, twice, three randomly picked teams twice. Uh, what do you make of this format? Uh, bearing in mind also Pacifica uh, uh, teams are, are coming in, and Moana Pacifica teams are coming in to join the fray. Well, I love the addition of those two new teams. Love that we're going to get a chance to see those guys more regularly. The only the only criticism I have of it is that we start with twelve and then we go to eight in the final series. Well, I think it needs to be a little bit more. I don't know cutthroat. I think it's almost like it's a participant. For me, it's almost like it's you know everyone gets a shot at it. Only four dropping out. I just like to see it a little bit tighter when it comes to that finals. What is, what's your take on it? Yeah, uh, look, I. I kind of think that uh, this will be perfectly honest. It's going to be very hard initially for the Moana Pacifica teams. Um, to, to be up to the pace week after week. I can see them making strong uh, cases and play very well on occasions, but uh, getting to that final eight situation uh, is really uh, going to be a, a tough ask to do it because you have to be good a heck of a lot, uh, particularly mm-hmm. that quality of opposition. Um, the, the other thing, that uh, so basically I can think probably barring something miraculous happening from, happening from those two teams, you're down to 10 then really, aren't you? Um, so mm-hmm. you look at eight, eight, eight from ten. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's an interesting one to, to perceive. Is it is is it tough enough? Uh, uh, should you be better? I mean, when you look at um, eight from what is it, eighteen teams in, in the NRL, uh, sixteen yeah. teams in the NRL. You're talking eight from twelve here, and effectively eight from ten. I, I get where you're coming from. I do. It's, 
and it's and it's tricky for us as broadcasters as well because you're not talking down the product. You love the product, but you also want to in your you, know, you want to see what you perceive to be the best outcome. And I just think yeah, I think maybe if they can get get it to six of the twelve for the finals, then it's a bit more cutthroat, and then it just sort of means a little bit more on the way through. That's just my that's my personal opinion, my personal view on it. But I think yeah, eight of twelve is a little bit too much. Right, it seems now this uh, Better Slow Cut 3 is going to go ahead and uh, hopefully it'll be in front of a packed house so everyone can maximise the benefits. After all, it's gone on. I think that's the key, Sean. Uh, do you see um, Australia turning this around? Uh, they've had a little bit more time together within their bubble. Uh, they'll be a little bit more determined. They kind of take some pluses from Eden Park, but they still, sco- they still conceded a heck of a load of points along the way there. What do you what do you see as their biggest problem about trying to get one back? Oh, Smithy, uh, the show the show doesn't go long enough for us to pull it apart, unfortunately. But I think just those key moments, and you would have seen that at Eden Park, particularly that second test, and a lot of us are still, you know, like two and a half, three weeks on from it, scratching our heads around that moment in the forty second minute where Artie got binned. Uh, it was a six-point game. Rather than taking three, rather than taking three points or a scrum with a man advantage after they'd done so well with the scrum ahead of half time, uh, the Wallabies went to the line out, lost it, and then basically that was the end of the game. That was the big turning point. So as Wallabies fans, we just hope that they can execute those tiny moments to better effect, and then hopefully get a result on the other side of it. That's that's what we hang on to, and then try and find a way to shore up that defence. They, they got involved in the game. That when they, they know when they start to chase, it's going to be a nightmare situation against the All Blacks. So hopefully it doesn't get to that stage and we can keep it nice and uh, nice and squeaky through the very last. So these decisions, uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of communication uh, at the moment when you consider, you know, uh, people on the sideline, people going out into the middle, people passing on messages, etc. But they're mm. still very much on-the-field decisions. Um, these are Michael Hooper-type decisions. There was another classic case there where, where the Wallabies could have actually kicked for field position and Tom Banks took a quick tap and it all turned to custard there. <laughs> uh, you know, there was... I, I, I kind of thought that that was a bad move. And I just... <laughs> Don't make me really <laughs> I'm only just getting four nights of sleep back in. <laughs> but you, mate, you're right. Like, you're 100 percent right. So when I know the exact moment you're talking about, they're 60 out and they spin it wide from a full arm penalty, uh, and I'm there in the commentary box. So I've got Merck to my immediate right, then Justin Harrison and, and Morgan Turner, all of who you know played to their country to the high level for a long period of time and, and the look of bewilderment on their faces kind of to me says it all so I, I don't I don't know but the other thing that's I guess worth remembering is that Hooch is out there sure he's you know, passed 100 tests now but also James Smith has passed 100 tests maybe Tom Moore's you know well up over 50 like there, there are guys mm. with I know it's a young team but there are guys in there with a lot of rugby IP and a lot of experience and I'm just wondering how between you know those guys who've got that number of test caps under the belt, they can't kind of read the room a little bit just on some of those decisions. Uh, who uh, okay, we're, we've um, you know we've picked up uh, a couple of wins against you guys. Uh, South Africa have picked up predictable wins, comfortable wins against Argentina. Mm. What do you? Who do you pers- perceive as being uh, the? 
favourite for this tournament now um, that it's going to be played on neutral ground for those two teams that are front runners at the moment? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's such a it's such a contrast in the terms of tie sort of play. Obviously, having had watched every minute of every available game through the test season so far, is it that hard nosed defence and that turnover focus for the South Africa, or is it the fast moving play of NZ and who adapts to whose game plan? Like who, mate? I love not knowing. I've got them. I reckon I've got them both as equal favourites, obviously, to, to win that rugby championship. I can't, I can't split them. I don't know. I don't know who wins out in the long term. That, that defence or that flair and uh, ability to, to transfer the ball so quickly and strike so beautifully the way the All Blacks do. I'm not sure about you guys, but one of the big things on Monday mornings when we're reflecting on the whole thing, we talk about refereeing decisions. We talk about the, uh, how the game was officiated, which I don't think, Sean, is a, a hell of a good thing to do, but it's just a fact of life. Would you know mm. offhand um, if the, all the officials uh, will be Australian? Uh, have they thought far enough ahead to get uh, officials within the bubbles or quarantining uh, to, to that extent? Because it could be quite valid. That is a great question. That is a super question. I would I would suggest that we be deferring back to what we had over here last year, which from memory was a was a combination of both Australian and New Zealand across each of those games for the rugby championship that we hosted here last year. Can you remember, Smith? I can't I can't spin it back that far. I struggle going back a week now in the middle of lockdown, but I reckon it would probably have to. Wouldn't it be the same as last year? Well, it can only, you know, it would have to be, I would be leaning towards um, that fact. But I, I do, you know, I think that was one of the biggest issues uh, when uh, Australia came to New Zealand. Of course, they thought to bring the teams uh, and they got that economic exemption, which got everyone in. But they didn't think to, uh, to bring in um, at least uh, one referee to the extent where, um, you know, New Zealand referees um, uh, were in control of both games, New Zealand officials in both teams. And I, I'm pretty sure... Uh, that kind of thing surely will be taken into account. But I, I was just sort of um, seeking some advice. So from Australia's point of view, uh, Sean, just finally, uh, what chance of being the spoiler here? What, what chance of, of Australia really, uh, now that they've got some sort of uh, home advantage over an elongated period? It's like a mini World Cup, for God's sake. What chance of Australia being in here? Uh, I think the bookies. I know that you don't mind having a punt, Smithy. I think the bookies have them around <laughs> seven or eight to one head to head, and I reckon that's about the right price for the Wallabies against the All Blacks over there in Perth. I tell you what, though, mate. It, uh, if you can spin it back to 2019, remember how amazing the atmosphere and the crowd was over there. If, if it does go ahead at Optus, which I'm certain it will have to, uh, we're set for a fun afternoon. That's for sure. Uh, just, just to just to make sure that your day continues on an update. Update. What was that score? <laughs> also, I've got I've got the Wallabies at seven or eight to one outsiders, but they'll win. Oh, the, the game over there back then was what was it? Forty-seven twenty-six full time. I think it was. You know what? I'll, I'll tip a repeat of that for you, Smithy. The Wallabies to beat them by the same margin in twenty twenty-one. Oh. So is that they're tipping one of our guys to get sent off early in the game as well, then, are you? <laughs> I'm assuming only half of them to turn up. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean, been great chatting. Great chatting to you, buddy. Uh, go well. At least you're going to have some uh, s- some live sport to, to to talk about very short shortly of the highest order. All going well. We put our hands together and pray for that, Sean Maloney. Great catching up with you, pal. Good luck. Yeah, love your work too, Smithy. Great to chat, mate. Yeah, good on you. That's Sean Maloney, of course, from Stan Sport these days. Works alongside um, Timmy Horan, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Harrison. Uh, we've also uh, talked about a fellow by the name of Andrew Mertens in their commentary team as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, the other voices that you hear coming in from Australia these days. Sean, Sean Maloney uh, is the play-by-play commentator. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.